My name is Aram, and I'm the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, a custom 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign in Washington, D.C., and welcome back for episode 27, The Calm. Last week, with Doro nowhere to be found, the party began to wonder if there was any point to their adventure. The whole plan rests on Doro getting us to the Union. All right, so well, first of all, let's, let's check the batteries and make sure that they're okay. It's like a spider's web of fractures throughout um, both of them. Well, we obviously can't go back to Ani. She nods and she goes back to her crew and starts basically barking out orders to continue at full speed south as long as they can. At some point, and you can hear them talking about this, when it stops becoming the bay and turns more into like a wide river, it gets shallower and they'll have to drop speed a bit or they'll risk becoming beached on a sandbar or some other thing. Right, but that's, you know, a week away. Exactly, yeah. For right now, it's full sails, full speed ahead. Zion and Paris sought to keep themselves busy and sparred with each other to hone their divinities. Do you trust me? I, yeah. All right, then try this. <laughs> As he flames my face! <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing. Block this. And he just goes <laughs> like this, and a call of that, a call of a spiral of fire roars out of his hand and arm and comes towards you. No! All right, well, uh, I instinctively push out my hand. 13. Flame roars towards you, and at the last second, you're able to put up something. Like, you just kind of grab the air. It's the best way you could describe it to someone, and a field of energy forms between you and the flame. The flame hits it, rolls around it, and dissipates. You can feel a drain on that field as if it took the damage for you, but it still is able to be maintained. Here's how this works in the game. You're able to raise a force field while you're in combat. This force field has your hit points. So you have you you have hit points and the force field has hit points equal to whatever your current level of hit points are. It can take damage up to that point and then it collapses. You have a chance of being knocked out and some things when that does right, happen. Right. But, but I would still have my hit points correct after it collapses. Correct. Awesome. Yep. Gray skies drove winds that churned the sea around them. Zion sought out Queen Cyrena to learn more about her visions of the God King. So it was never fully described to me, but I think it would be helpful for our mission. What exactly did you see in your vision of your great grandfather? I had a waking dream, is the best I could describe it. There was one moment where I was in the in the throne room and looking upon the tear of Sito and just kind of in a trance, watching the water swirl and ebb and flow around it. And then I was simply there, looking up at the tower, up at the world storm and my godfather. And as quickly as I was pulled into it, it was gone. Despite the best efforts of the crew, the Blackwater remained a much faster vessel. It was not long until she was spotted on the horizon once again. About Noon, well, he rolled a natural 20. About noon, Para calls down. And he's got the eye, he's got the eyeglass in one hand and just pointing directly behind the ship. You all take take turns looking, and the black water is there. It has its sails out full, big pale blue sails lined in silver on all four masts, and it is gaining on you. The other two ships are with it, but have fallen slightly behind. Clearly they can't 
keep pace with the, with the Blackwater and she seems perfectly willing to leave them behind. Soon after, Pei Toho, the ship's cook and doctor, clambers onto the deck to tell the players that Caitlin has awakened. Pei Toho comes, you know, hobbling up onto the deck, slams open a door, the girl, the girl. Okay, and he well, motions I, for you to. I follow. follow. Nobody touch her. Nobody touch her. Bolt upright in bed, and her eyes are swirling with those purple and pink clouds of the astral realm, and she looks right at all of you, and she's like, "He's back," and you hear an explosion on the deck and the whole ship kind of shudders and moves off to the side there's just a rumbling and if you look out you know portholes there's this purple and pink fog energy as if the astral realm exploded into reality around you and is then fading out in tendrils caitlin who's back doro's back the players ran topside to find the halfling passed out and curled up in a ball in the middle of the deck Put my hands on, do the healing thing. Whoa, you snap away. Hey, buddy. Behold, I have returned. Where did you go? I don't want to talk about it. After the players cheered their friend's return, Zion questioned Caitlin about her experience in the pit. When you were taken from Kadar and you were given all those gems to make, to make them glow, were there others? There was about a dozen of us, and we all were brought to the mine. We did make the stones glow. They used us to find the stones, but I made them glow brighter. And then they took me away from the mine. They smuggled me in. They brought me to one knee. They put me in a dark room and they did tests on me. A lot of tests. Were you the only person they were doing tests on? Yes. Can I explain to Caitlin, like, what's happening? Because right. I'm not withholding, you know what I'm saying? Okay, look. I mean, she gets it. Magic is re-entering the world, doing so through us. We have the new powers of the old gods. We're not quite sure why. We don't. They've had visions of you and me and others before for 98 years. They've been cataloging it. There are all kinds of people after us. There are Wallites. There are uh, a freaking cult. There's Baron LaFleur and then Goldilocks grabby hands. Calm down. Not to mention Zion. the Kadarians that are about a mile away from us. And so that's life. Once everyone was settled, the players hatched a plan to deal with the Blackwater once and for all. Doro and Para would teleport aboard and burn their sails, then teleport back before the crew could respond. Did we yeah. do it? Is everything good? You guys look back and the sails are fully, all three main sails are fully engulfed in flame. They're able to pull the front little jib sail, I guess, down, the little triangle one on the front, but the rest are fully engulfed. I teleport to the furthest end the bow of the ship yeah and peter pan that's what i was gonna i was running over. i'm running yeah. while he's teleporting to the front of the ship and i Perfect. point to them and say stop chasing us <laughs> i turn around and drop trowel right. and just start <laughs> mooning and smacking my head and just screaming things and perception yeah. perception rolls 18 plus 5 so 23. yeah okay so as they're like yeah yeah and then you, because your eyesight's so damn good now, you see them pull down the last burning fragments of this of the sail, dousing them with water, and then just one 
porthole after the next pop open all along the sides, dozens of them along both sides and oars out down to the water and in perfect unison stroke 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 and it's coming right back after you yeah, especially I, 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 because there's not much wind right now burn them again <laughs> We're trying to be nice here, people. Right. Like, there's I, so many people that want to commit suicide against us. No, they keep throwing like, themselves at us. It's like, like the, when those guards said, We're just said, a wood chip. Stand it's not down. Our fault. If they had just listened to me, they wouldn't be all burnt in the face. Because I'm a good guy. Yes, tried, exactly. Tried very hard to be a good guy. The Queen and her first officers suggested a final daring plan set full sail with Torvik using his animal companions as guides to cut through the water and avoid beaching the ship on a sandbank. You guys all talk, you're talking with Siren, you're talking with the, uh, with First Officer Lando, and they're like, look, you know, we are smaller and more nimble. If we keep people in the sail and we spot, we can try to go at full speed for a while. We just have to remember that if we fuck it up, we're going to hit a sandbank. If we hit a sandbank, that's it, we're done. We'll never get free in time before they catch up with us, then but we get to attack. there's no way they can go at full speed. <laughs> and as you're out on the, on the horizon, you can see that they have increased their sales a, a bit. They're realizing that you, they can't keep pace with you, so they took a risk and it did not pay off. You hear a grinding crunch as the entire black water comes to a full halt and the nose is forced down about 20 feet. The back end is up and it's starting to drift to the left. They are completely beached. Cheers! Yeah! Yeah! And they slip down past the horizon. Right. And let's stop right there. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm playing Torvik Wildtongue, the level four dwarf paladin. Hi, I'm Doug. I'm playing Doro Knot, the level four halfling rogue. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm playing Zion Preeton, a level four human sorcerer. <laughs> you just finished the seventh of Safan, where you had outrun the Blackwater. And we're you like a day ahead of where we thought we were going to be. Yes, you were, you're, well, you're half a day. Half a day. You ahead. left on the second, because you left midway through the second day of Safan. So you've gained up that half day. Oh, that, today is Oath Day? Today is Oath Day. By the way, I'm not sure if we talked about this, but there are six days a week mm. in this calendar. Okay, there are six days a week. Hang on, let me just go to the bottom here real, real fast. There are 10 months and six days a week and five weeks in a month. So there's 30 days in every month. And there's 360 days a year. Nice and simple. The days are Oath Day, Rise Day, Storm Day, Watch Day, Ruin Day, and Feast Day in that order. All this can be seen on the God's Fall website. Yes, it can be on the website. <laughs> Riveting. Yes. Yeah, I know, right? People Let's flip through ship. the calendar for a moment. At this point, you guys have been on the ship for five days. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you have in some way or, or, a, or another gotten an impression of at least the leadership among the crew. So here is who is on Sirena's boat. First officer, Lando Chavite. Ceviche. <laughs> a tall, slender man in his late 30s with thinning brown hair, leathery bronze skin, and piercing pale blue eyes. He's a man of few words. As am I, apparently. He's the first, first officer. First yep. officer Lando. First officer Land Lando. Do, did you want to give the nicknames as we're going? I'm, I've been calling him Larry Shavetree. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sailing master, Hartalase. 
Heartless. Harta is a smart, cocky, young Kadarian who was exiled from his homeland for stealing a seeker stone from the staff of an anti-theot. He was a fisherman by trade and one of the best spotters Cyrena had ever seen. He is short and wiry with a flop of blonde hair and twinkling hazel eyes. Like how old is this guy? Uh, let me see, he's a human, he's probably 26. All right. Cook and doctor, Pehi Toho, which is Silwani for change. He is an old man with dark skin and one milky eye. Think uh, Aborigine. Pehito is a shaman from a Silwanian tribe in southern Wessel. He was exiled from his village after a rival shaman poisoned a healing broth he had made for them and killed the chief's youngest son. So he got set up and chased out of his tribe. There's a lot of gossip going on in this ship. <laughs> well, you look, what are you going to do on a ship for five days besides talk to people, yeah, right? Trust me, I've been either. there. Um, I've been calling him Potato. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because he's a cup. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Potato. Hey, Potato. Does not my name. <laughs> Lieutenant Josra Omar. A short, strong woman with olive skin, thick brown hair, and green eyes. Josra is a refuge from Rizan, who caught Cyrena's eye and found her way into service as a bodyguard. She never leaves Cyrena's side. She's from Rizan. Is she a human or is she a dwarf? Human. Okay. And I've been calling her Jazz Omelet. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where are you getting these names from? Because I'm changing them. Because these are terrible NPC names. So this is what I've been calling them, basically. Lieutenant Oscar Duarte, a tall, muscular man with long black hair and a finely trimmed beard who readily flashes a friendly smile. Oscar joined the Royal Navy when he was 14 to help ensure his mother's right to continue working in the palace as a chambermaid. I've been calling him Oscar Dwarfney. <laughs> <laughs> Armorer Annika Bloodstone, a powerfully built young female dwarf with bright red hair and pale gray eyes. Her pinkish skin is awash in freckles, and a long, angry scar runs the length of her left arm from elbow to wrist. And I don't mess with her. I don't even talk to her. She's intimidating shit. I don't mess with that lady. Nope, no games with that one. Um, what is she? And Russian, she's a dwarf. apparently. I know, but like, what does she do? Armorer. Okay. She beats the crap out of people. Look at the size of her. <laughs> My kind of woman. Yeah, yikes. Boatswain <laughs> Kailu Lithdeer, a lithe, pale elf with a thick brush of Ugh. silver hair and bright lavender eyes. Kailu runs the top deck crew and gives out duty assignments for each week. Doro and I are watching him like a hawk. <laughs> and I, yeah, I've just been calling that guy Elf. <laughs> Carpenter Ginfunk Stormfuse, a short, fat gnome in her late 40s. Ginfunk is in charge of ship maintenance and repair, as well as leading the fire brigade. She is gruff and quick to anger, but fiercely loyal if you gain her respect. And I've been calling her Other Torvik. <laughs> <laughs> She's a gnome, though. She's not me. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, crew, in addition to those mentioned above, there are a dozen men and women serving aboard. Consider them all to human first level fighters. So they're just like people. Like, they're just first level people. Of course they are people. Yeah. What do you think? What do you take us for? <laughs> what, what Monsters? We, I know we're not jamming Fries? them under doors or something, or <laughs> sitting on them and things. Like, like additional twelve crew are just kind of like background. Like they're the extras in the background. Okay. All right. The red right. shirts that we don't name. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you had just escaped the Blackwater by using a combination of your ideas and your animal friends to guide the ship through these tricky little sandbars in order to, you know, in order to sail the ship at full 
at full speed. The Blackwater tried to match that. It was a bad idea, and they firmly beached themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, talking to the crew afterwards who saw the event unfold, they would all be in agreement that that ship's going nowhere until the other two ships that were with it catch up and both of them pull her out. So no one's going to be coming for you for at least a week. Well, in that case, of course, Torvik can't keep this up. So I would, I would suggest to Her Holiness that we move back to half-mast and, um, you know, carefully continue, if that's okay with everyone. I know you need to probably Well, it's not, I mean, frankly, as long as he's just sitting there, like, I mean, it's considered a shift. It's like, if you're in the top of the tower and for eight hours you've got to, and you're really scanning the horizon, it's taxing. And after eight hours, you'd be really tired and a little sore and mentally exhausted. It's about the same. He can keep, he's only talking to a couple of them. They're just at the front of the ship. He can keep that up for about an eight hour shift before he needs a rest. I guess as long as we keep, keep him well lubricated. I mean, yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> Calling out things every now and then, I like a pat around. Like. And then he grabs it. You know, and the slides yeah. one towards you. You know, you got the jug right there. Why don't we just got, like, like put a hose? Yeah, <laughs> like a hat, like the, right. the beer hats. <laughs> just, just nurse the yeah. thing. So you do this for the next couple of days. So it's the seventh of Safan. For the next three days, you're going at this pace. Oinkers greets you in the morning. Spends about half an hour hanging out with, you know, with you, and then gets bored and starts making rounds around. The ship. Yeah, because I'm just in the front of the ship, just like, exactly like, right. sitting there, right? Yeah, and so you know, she comes over and puts her head on your lap every once in a while to get scratched behind her ears. But otherwise, than that, she's making rounds, and she goes from station to station, and is, is clearly inspecting things. And if she's happy, we'll give a little nod, and she'll go trotting off to the <laughs> next station. And the crew member station. will look at the pig yep. that's doing this. Now, if she's not happy, if she thinks something stranger things have happened on the ship, <laughs> <though. I> mean, <laughs> she will jump up on a box and she'll pull at a loose rope and grunt at it and then, you know, kind of like glare at who's ever on duty or she'll nose an untucked sail and grunt at them and then storm off. But, you know, she is on top of all the little duties that get missed around the ship. Well, so over those two days, what I'm going to be doing, I want to first check out this laboratory, see how well outfitted it is and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's pretty well outfitted. I mean, there's a lot of weird, like, overly complex tools. Like, there's mm -hmm. an automatic hammer that, that the second you turn it on, it's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, like, clearly dangerous and unnecessary. That's what you would consider most of Ginfong's things. Mm. But there's certainly enough tools to work with. All the wire and everything else you could possibly need. Right. Salt water is certainly easy. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. so, and, uh, and then you see all my stuff just <laughs> Well, I'm not in the workshop. I'm in, I'm not in the workshop, in the laboratory. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, it's, okay, it's, okay. it's two different um, But she um, controls um, both shops. the laboratory and the... She's in charge of both, yeah. Okay. Now, okay. in the laboratory, the door is a lot heavier. There's clearly some sort of rubber seal around it, so it's kind of hard to get shut, but when you do, there's like a big, huge lever, and it clearly kind of expands out to fill the gap, right? Okay. And on this side, where the edge, of, where the wall of the, where the hull of the ship is, there's a giant lever, and when that's pulled down, it basically opens up flumes on the entire wall, so it's clearly made to quickly get air out of the ship. Okay. Or to refresh the air in that room. Right, right. Uh, well, yeah, which would be necessary if something blows up in my face. Yes. So um, I uh, am going to, you know, over those days, uh, which shouldn't take me that long, but I'm mm -hmm. going to be working on the third battery. Yes. Uh, so I'll take the uh, one last remaining Seeker Stone, 
get the brine, get the uh, uh, folded, uh, what's it called, copper wire, yeah. and uh, you know, you know, duct tape it together or whatever. And uh, then uh, it'll just have the one exposed copper like claw yeah. sticking out, so that if the the second we find another seeker stone, I'll be able to plunk it in and uh, make it work pretty quickly. That is um, an excellent idea. At this point, you've built these. This is the fourth one you've built. You know what you're doing. Right. I would say that the, as long as you take twenty, you're fine on this. I take a day. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> What are you guys doing during these two days? Um, I mean, the, the, past the navigation thing. Like after, oh, that's right. That, that's, I'm, I'm sorry. We've already got you. You are doing that because you need rest after that. It is exhausting. Okay. But you're keeping the ship at a far better rate. So uh, I would say that by the time you've gone through three days, you guys are a day ahead. Like you're saving them a third of the day every time I you do like this. I feel like the third day I'd start getting bored and want to do something else. You will be, but hang on, yeah. that's not going to be a that's not going to be an issue. What are you doing? It's two days, right? Three days. Three days. How long is he doing the navigation? Three days. So every day yeah, after so eight every hours, day he basically then in the rest yeah. room and then yeah. he'll come yeah. back out and then do it again. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah, but he needs really the full time to you know recover from a sitting and drinking for eight hours. B, you know. <laughs> doing this, which is taxing, very taxing. So, yeah. Um, okay, well, then on the second day, because it's just a thing that happens on the second day, just so real quick, at some yeah. point after he's gone back down, it retakes his position and starts doing it on the second day again. I go over and bug him at one point. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you bored? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you just sitting here this whole time? I just annoy the shit out of you at one point. You can swat at me or whatever, and then, and then I take off. That just, but that happens. I just, I feel bad that he has to do this, so I, I break up the knot. I take the ball. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I teleport out of the way, and one of the crew members gets it. This is your fish ball. Yeah. Um, Doro, you are not helping. <laughs> I'm helping, I say on his shoulders. Go like, find Orkers and keep her busy. You know, actually, at that point, Orkers would run over, grab you by the seat of the pants, pull you off them, and just start, like, headbutting you away, like, ruff, ruff. Mm. Mm. What? What? Mm. Um, okay, but on the first day, more importantly, something that actually is more important. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, I go to talk to Caitlin. Okay. Um, where is she? She's in her room. She's still pale and tired, but she's awake and she's eating and, you know, she seems better. Her eyes still seem super sunken. She looks like she hasn't slept in a month, but, you know, better. Okay. Even though she slept for a month. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> in healing water. Is she, she's awake and eating? Yeah. Okay. I knock on the door of her room. Okay. First of all, uh, Oscar is there. He's been, so, you know, you guys have out. noticed this. Yeah. Was that Oscar Duarte, one of her lieutenants? Oh, got it. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it, got it, got it. So, they've, uh, Cyrena has me. clearly stationed a guard outside her door at any given time. I wink at Oscar and, and say, Dwarf me. And Oscar sighs, opens the door. And I, I go inside. Actually, I'm sorry. He sighs, knocks first. No. And she's like, come in. Opens the door. And I go in and I say, hi, Caitlin. Hey, Doro. And I come in and I just sit on her bed. And, How's it going? And she's eating oatmeal. She's like, I'm fine. Are you feeling better? I am feeling better. Fantastic. What do you think of the ship? I think it's great. Uh, I'm just tired all the time. I, I have a lot of dreams and I can't remember a lot of them. Okay. You know, Caitlin, I've been helping everyone kind of figure out their so divinity. You want to do this now? Okay. All right. Uh, is, uh, 
would you be interested in maybe having a better handle on this thing? I mean, it seems kind of debilitating to me. My dreams are scary, Doro. Yeah. There are monsters there. Right. But don't you ever have any good dreams? If I do, I don't remember them. Perhaps there's some way to make you have good dreams. And I snap my fingers to say, I'll be right back. All right. And I get off the bed, teleport to the door. <laughs> and I knock on the door to, so he can open the door to let me out. <laughs> he leans, he opens the door, and he's like, Doro, I've told you, you can and just, just walk out. And I just wink at him and say, Dorfney, and I teleport down the hallway. <laughs> Uh, and now I'm going to go find Torvik. Okay. No, wait. Who would have it? Yeah, the Eye of Saw? Be, no. Cyrena does. Cyrena has the Cyrena Eye of Saw. Cyrena has it. Yeah. Okay. But I don't want to do that. I wanted to get drugs. That would be me. Okay, so he would have them. Okay. So I go to Torvik. Yeah. Uh, well, do I know where Torvik would be? I would He's go focusing to his room at the first. front of the yeah, ship. Oh, you're ship. on the ship still. Yeah. Okay, well then I come back. And before I bother you on the second day, this is just me asking you, and I'm like, uh, Torvik, can, can you hear me? Can I hear? Yeah, no, I... no, you, you have to focus, but you can have a conversation. You can multitask at the same, but I don't at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yes, Doro, what would you like? Uh, do you have anything that might make sleeping very pleasant? Um... You have things that make sleeping very possible, <laughs> not so much very pleasant. Uh, check the bag that um, Franny's friend gave me. She gave me a bunch of things that I have yet to try. Careful, though. If you don't know what they are, a lot of them are... No problem! Be... As I have already taken the bag and there's a Dora cloud well, the there. Bag, <laughs> the bag would be down. Oh, okay. I just well, told I you would have checked my room. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yep. It takes you a while, but you find it. And there are a variety no. of herbs <laughs> and... If anything, nothing will happen because you'll be unconscious. I and guess, things in it. Uh, so roll medicine? Uh, I'm not doing that. I take the bag. So you know now what that, it is. That's the bag. Oh, yeah. I take the bag. Yeah. And now we're going to go down to... Yeah, potato. Okay. We're talk to potato. Peto is in the mess preparing lunch. Come in. Some kind of surface or the door, if the door's closed. I'm not really sure. So, the door's closed. Okay, well, I go in and, and say, hey, you potato, how's it going? Hello, silly little man. Uh, listen, I need some help. And I need your culinary skills to kind of sort through it. I open the bag and say, can you take something out of this bag and make something for someone to consume to have a really good night's sleep? You know Caitlin, right? And he goes over. I just assume everyone knows. He's rummaging through, and he comes back with some lemons and a jar of honey and a couple brown liquors, and he just kind of mixes up a thing, right? Fucking tea. Give this to her before she goes to bed. Okay. I take the decanter. Heat it up right before. Place these packets of leaves within it. I take the packet of leaves. Thanks, potato! You're mm -hmm. the best! No problem, city little man. I keep the bag, man. though. Don't forget my bag. I still have the bag. Yeah, though. he doesn't take it. He's like, whatever. He goes um, right back to making potatoes. Now I go back to Caitlin. Nope. Uh, to Caitlin's room. Well, to Dwarf Okay, it's like 11 a.m., just so you know. Okay. So he's going to give it to her before she goes to bed. It's 11 yeah. a.m. Yeah. Oh, You're going to draw in the middle of the day? Yeah. That's true. Well, no, I was taking a nap. I don't know. What's wrong with getting... It's Never 11 a.m. She just woke up. She's eating oatmeal. All right, all right. <laughs> wait just want to get this going. Let's go. Come on. Mm -hmm. You got to wait. Okay, I wait 
four hours. Are you happy? Okay, so the end of your shift coach. Uh, at his uh, para, by the way, is just is being helpful. He he's been on boats, so he takes shifts too. He's up in the mast. Look as a look at. He's carrying boxes. He's coiling ropes. You know whatever he can do to just be handy. Oh well, whenever I'm not in uh, after the first day, that's not like on the second day then. Uh, after I've already built the little yeah. thing, I would be you know taking my shift or whatever I need to do to help. Which <laughs> you guys want to work on the boat together? You want to coil yeah, ropes well, together? Yeah, no, well, he shouldn't be lifting any boxes. There's no reason for him to do that. Well, he teaches you. He like he he he's always. No, no. Telling my point is that like there's oh, no point for him. you can move the boxes. Him. I can move boxes a lot easier. Than you he can't can. coil a rope properly I'm yet. I'm not gonna. You know coil that any kind rope. of control, but you can move the boxes. Yeah. Well, okay. it's also practice for me. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so I spend the day like basically training and helping on the ship. You're the best. Right. All right. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Good deal. Uh, by noon, a great jade tower rises from the peninsula on the water's western edge to mark the Wesselian city of Phalite. Phalite sits at the mouth of the eastern calm, a shallow bay of warm, rich water that provides the towns and cities that ring its beaches and cliffs a bounty to exploit. In early Siphon, the whipweed that chokes the waters around Phalite all produced their seeds in a single, mesmerizing, week-long event. Millions and millions of tiny of tiny glowing beads rise to the surface of the water and crack open, revealing a dozen feathery stems that are picked up by the wind and carried along the water's surface, each glowing in turn. The seeds attract birds and bats, fish and other creatures to ingest and spread them across the south. The event is mesmerizing from the land, but a tad disorienting from sea. Hard, you can see him uh, talking with her for a second and then sigh, you know, sigh, Rina nods and she starts turning the ship towards the shore. Cyrena, what are we, I mean, your, your holiness, what are we doing? We'll need to port for the day. Really? We cannot sail through this in the evening. From the shore, it is beautiful. From the water, it is disorienting. We have made up a day, it is best to be cautious. Okay. Hooray, shore leave! Well, we do not have to port. We can Aww. simply drop anchor offshore. I just think as long as we have made up a day and a half, it would be better to be safe than sorry. Surely it was not necessary. In <laughs> fact, and she actually turns to, uh, the, uh, to the guy who gives out orders, the elf. The first officer? Yep. No, Lando Chavite. Yeah, actually, yeah, you know, fuck it, the first officer, because the first officer better give this news. Yeah, Lando, we're not getting, yeah, we're not going off Larry the Larry Tree. So mm -hmm. Lando starts barking orders and, you know, giving everyone work duty, and they clearly realize they're not going to be getting off the ship, and there's some size, but, you know. Whatever. So it's, it's nighttime is what you're saying? No, it's like noon, but by the time you'd be going through this area, it'll be blooming and she doesn't want to risk going through it. I would say go as far as we can until nightfall, then anchor. Then you'll be in the middle of it. So you don't have, wait, we're not going anywhere. We're anchored there. You know? We're anchored in the middle of the swamp. Yeah, it'll be pretty. And when she turns to, to uh, her people. I vote that. Okay. I vote the, the flashy light thing. Right, well, wait, I, uh, no. Uh, Doro Knott's actually going to jump in. Yeah. I've got big plans. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, stop! The voice actually, of reason, Doro Knott's going to jump in. I know, my plans for tonight, Doro. I know, Doro. right? Actually, my aunt has a ship, and you don't want to actually just park out in the middle of some place where some giant thing could just eat you. Uh, I think we should actually get as close to the port over there as possible, right? I say to the first officer. Roll persuasion? bullshit, I guess. Bullshit! <laughs> Roll bullshit. persuasion. Roll bullshittery. Roll persuasion. That is a thing. Oh. Oh yeah, well, eighteen. Yeah, well, I rolled an eighteen, and she's got pluses. Yeah, so Cyrena just kind of raises an eyebrow at you, turns to the sailing master, and says, "Harte, proceed forward." 
We will anchor the ocean. Well, well not the ocean. We'll I'm not sure river. if that's a good idea then after you've said this because I've never been in the middle of uh, a, a sailing swarm. I believe it is a better idea to keep someone far enough away from the shore. All right, so you guys travel for the rest of the day. You make it about six hours past uh, Faylight and, you know, night has dropped and it's big, it starts. They mm -hmm. pull in the sails, they wait till they, you know, they pull out the oars and really slow everything down. They throw anchor, because their anchor's not that big, so they can't just drop it or rip the back half of the boat off. Mm -hmm. So they anchor and you guys sit as before, millions. It, before that all starts, sure. I'm yeah. gonna run to Doro. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna run down to my room to get to get your right, and Doro's got your bag. So I'm gonna go to that, what? Ah, Stole my drugs. Sorry. So I'm gonna, <laughs> Doro's in his room. Yeah. So I bang on your door. Doro! Come in! Where's my bag? Why? Give me my bag, please. What bag? Which bag? What do you mean? The bag that you get, I, you took from me to <laughs> go help Which that time was sleep? that? Doro, I swear to God. <laughs> Which one? You can me? see <laughs> out the port window, just a couple of the first seeds are already rising hey, off the water. Hey, look at that! Weird! Doro, it's very, very important that you give me my bag right now. Right now? Which bag is that? Wait, and this I, one? And I give him his bag. <laughs> and I reach into it. Wow, have you ever seen anything like this from the deck? <laughs> <laughs> so I reach in, I, I and I grab, um, I call them Shakti shrooms. They're mm -hmm. the ones that make you hallucinate really The illusion, really the illusion shrooms. Yeah. Excellent. And I, I would know. By the way, if like, they're Shakti shrooms, I believe they should be called Shakums. You take a handful of shakums. shakums, yeah. Okay. That, that's the street name, Shakum, Right, exactly. But it's the yes. Shakti. Shakum. In fact, you would have told him that because that's what they're called on the, on the streets yeah. of Port. Shakums. Of Port I don't know Lutz. what it was Shakti. That's what a little the hell too close is that? Shakti was the goddess no, of illusion. No, I know. Illusion. No, no, yeah. I know. Yeah. He's talking about Shakums. 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 I like Shakums. 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 Yes. Shakti Shakums. Yes. Shakums. That's too close to Shakuma, though, which so is I, the. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Shakums. That's Shakuma. Yeah. Shakuma. But shkooms, shkooms. shkooms. Fine, shkooms. 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 Whatever. So, I, <laughs> so I, 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 and I would know the correct dosage to do it. Fair enough. Rolled right. constitution. Three. Ooh, that's a good fail. Okay, yep, you are, uh, it's going to hit you pretty hard. So you guys head back. I'm assuming you're heading back up to the deck, right? I'm, yeah, you're all I'm, I'm running and I'm on the edge of the yeah. deck. I'm going to stay in my room. Deck. Really? Yeah, because well, I, there's I, so, yes, because once there's I something it, I I'm convinced. Some kind of thing is going to be attracted to this and be like... Why would you think Ow. this was a trap? What would I ever do to make you think this was a trap? First off, everyone avoids it. And then so, he was like, let's just live in it. Right. And then all the NPCs said, okay. So <laughs> that's when I was like, no, Just no. so I'm clear, everyone's going to be on deck and exposed. Correct? No! I'm in my room! Right. He's in his room. Right. So the deck has this lovely shit of, of flowing right. wood. And right. now he starts <laughs> describing the deck. Oh, God! All right. So it is a gorgeous event. They mm -hmm. start a couple at a time, and they're not all the same color. Some of them are red and yellow and green. Some of them shift a color, so it may be red coming up, but as it breaks open, it's oranges and yellows coming out of it. Mm. So it's this beautiful kind of slow motion fireworks ballet mm -hmm. that's happening all around you. And there are birds and bats and fish diving in. There is a feeding frenzy happening all around you. At some point, you see a much larger manatee-like a creature kind of surface and start nibbling and go back down but it's all kind of quiet and you know lovely it's a 
cool night. And what you think done. eats the Oscar. <laughs> it's a cool night filled with filled with it's stars. A circle of how, like, how, like, how tall do these blooms go? Like, to, to the how far go? do they go up in the air? Yeah. It depends how far the wind carries. Uh, 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 carries them. Once they get, once they bloom, though, I would say that an individual light for any seed lasts about maybe 20, 30 minutes before it fades away. So, so once I'm they get to the height, I'm going to make my way up to the crow's nest. Sure. And that's where I'm trying to like get my best view. Okay. And I'm just kind of hanging over the side, just. It's a pretty good view. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. And they're just everywhere. And it gets to the point where the cloud is so thick, I mean, you really can't focus on any one more than 30 feet in front of you. So you're just completely mesmerized. Even those you're not on drugs find it mesmerizing. Para kind of slides yeah, up behind you. romantic moments. And he tucks his hand into yours and kind of <laughs> leans on your shoulder and just watches. It's very pretty. Yeah. And that's, and really, I mean, the crew is quiet and content, and content played. I mean, a couple of them are running around doing whatever duty they need to. You can, you can hear Pei Toho making dinner, but otherwise than that, nothing. Just a quiet evening. Okay. No dragon right. turtles to eat us. <laughs> Except every now and then you hear a dwarf, <laughs> highly inebriated dwarf screaming, and like, ah, woo! Yeah, yeah. Did you see that one? Oh, huh? that was a big one. And that is a good portent for how the rest of the week goes. The 11th through 15th of Safan, the next five days. The next five days are calm, warm ones. Sorry. The next five days are calm, warm ones as thin wisps of clouds roll overhead and the air grows thick with moisture. Insects the size of a human hand dance across the water and huge crocodiles are spotted just below the surface, some 20 feet long, mm. big ones. There's, uh, there's Ane, that's mm -hmm. you sweeping down. That little straight line is when you teleported, right? <laughs> so, right? And you've gone through the Brackenhill Citadel, through that narrow pass. You then... Chased by the Blackwater. Chased by the Blackwater. So you dodge south through a while and then curve back to just cross past Faylight. And now you've been traveling through the center part of the calm, and you're just about to come to this next pass near the blood fields and the ruins oh, of the Valari. blood fields. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, the lovely, lovely blood lovely fields. Shaved ice. So, it's no big deal. It's a really no big deal. Five they make great from sandwiches. It's like traveling through the It's a tourist trap, actually. <laughs> Welcome to the blood fields. <laughs> oh, the blood fields. They're really popular during Halloween. But... <laughs> so I'm. I'm no longer really concerned about the black water for... Oh, no, you're far, far, far ahead. Right. There's you no way that they... By the time they catch you, you will be where you are. Right. And if they want to fuck with the Citadel, if they, if they want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Spear of Jardin, they're welcome, but they won't get far. Well, of course, they don't even necessarily know where we're going. No, they have no idea where you're going. I mean, I mean they they, could, well, we they're going to have to check every town. Right you know, from here, or just wait you out, wait for you to come back, because they know that there's an eventual part where you can't go any further. So either you're gonna come back or you're not. Or, I mean, we're probably going heading to a town of some sort, they can assume. That's what I would assume, that they would assume. But they, they can't just wrap, they can't just check every damn town. Right. That's the problem. What they could do is, the Blackwater could sit where it is, and the other two could, you know, they could get it free, or the Blackwater, the crew could be working on getting it free while they send the other two forward to, to scout towns. But I mean, you guys are gone. Yeah. Long gone. Actually, uh, each day, each night, I want to try um, one of the spouts. Okay, hang on one second. Yeah, I was wanting oh, to experience I that. Can yeah. I? Do I know about that? Or are you going to make that public? Write this right. down as <laughs> I read it off, Michael. 
Oh. Write this down if you don't mind as I read it off. Spats. Okay. The first one. We'll just say the I wanted to find That's what I'm going to do. Okay. The first cork is bright yellow. The is that second the one that produces Is that the one with the ale that he drinks from? No. It's, okay. No, it was yellow. bright yellow. This okay. is like a bright, this, this, this is like a, like a garish, neonish yellow. Mm. Okay. Sounds healthy. There is a equally garish and bright green. There is an amber color, which is the one he's been pulling from, like a, like a nice golden, you know, yellowish orange. So we know that one. There's another rich yellow, like a really bright, kind of vibrant, sunny yellow. There's a dull white. Like almost eggshell? Yeah, yeah, about that. There is a really shiny black. Like, a, like a, it, it looks like it's had a coat of, you know, sealant placed over it, unlike, unlike the others. Yeah, exactly, lacquer. There is one that's just cork with a clear lacquer over it. There is a light blue one and a deep blue one. And the last one is a deep crimson. Which one do you want to try first? And uh, by try, what is your method here? You're right, saying. yes. Well, all these things <laughs> are important. Pour it into a glass and look at yeah, it. I, mean, I suck from the faucet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all I'm taking is like a, little, like a little shot glass and just doing a little bit of the... I'm going to do the light blue first just because it seems the most... All right, the least, so... Uh, painful. You pour a little thing of light blue liquid. Well, no, I'm sorry. You pull out the light blue cork and put something under it, and eight gallons of fresh water gush out of it, filling the shot glass, knocking it out of your hands, soaking oh, you completely. Oh, shut that Just, right there, able to get shove you. the cork back in. Yes. <laughs> yep. That was awesome! Yeah, who needs the Teresito anymore? Of water. Screw that. Did you get any of that? Well, in, a in lot the... more water per per <laughs> round flows out of the Tiracito than flows out of this. Did did any of it get in the shot glass? <laughs> but it knocked out of his hand. It was so Is forceful. Is there any in it? Yeah, sure. Why not? You should still drink it. I'm right. sure it's like. Oh, I should still drink it. It's covered in fucking water. And I throw back the shot glass. It's just it's just water. Good to know. Now we won't have to. And we have fresh water. Fresh water. Yep. That's boring. what happened, though. Yeah, that was boring. You should do another one, clearly. All right, let's do another. I think we should just do them all. <laughs> we'll see what like happens. At the same time. <laughs> Wee! <Whee! laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the thing just shoots up and stuff shoots at it. <laughs> yeah! All right, Doro, you pick a color. Okay. And I put my hand over my eyes, and I just point to one. Okay, roll a die ten. Seven. Cork with clear... Locker. Okay, Locker. yes. Locker. So you put a, uh, it pours out pretty quickly, but not as gushing as the last one. So you're able to, you know, get a little bit and stop it real quick. And there is a pungent smelling, really thin liquid. Well, I know what it is. A uh, roll investigation. Uh, yeah, 19. Yeah, it's vinegar. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just vinegar. Oh, vinegar. Mm, Fish and chips. Yeah. yeah. Open it with the panini store. If you want a nice right. salad. <laughs> you got crabs everywhere. Purse paninis and uh, do you want to keep? Do you want to keep going? Yeah, these are these aren't gonna. Yeah, until some. Yeah. Next. Um, I'm thinking. My favorite color is crimson. Let's do a deep crimson. Okay. So again, I, mean, I was gonna say blood yeah. pours out. It pours out at a at a heady rate, but you're able to stop it, you know, right away. And you instantly know what it is. It's wine. Again, not fantastic wine, but really nice table wine. Just is it red. Red wine. No. Well, of course Franzia. it's of course it's red. Franzia. First of all, first of all, wine is always red. 
There's no other type of wine. And second of all, yes, this wine is red. What about white wine? It doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, okay, purist. Got it. Uh, all right, well, maybe this is the sunny yellow one is sunny D. That'd be ah, great. All right, so the sunny yellow one. You pop it open, and first, nothing. And then all of a sudden, a thick amber gel spills out of it. And you realize very quickly that it is honey. Which would you like to do next, Doro? Uh, light blue. Okay, light blue. Light you, blue is the water. That's right, the yeah. Water. So, oh, it was? No, oh, yeah. yeah light, there's a light blue and a dark blue. Oh, okay, then dark blue. All right, so you go and you pull the dark blue, a plug, and 12 gallons of water fire out, rocket you across the room, <laughs> and slam you against the door under a geyser <laughs> of water. And you're able to eventually get that plugged as well. And that is salt water. Mm. Wow. Super helpful. So, sort right of now. a. Sort of a Weapon. It came out like a jet. Like a right? jet, knocking you against the wall, yeah. Like a jet you could put on the back uh -huh, of a boat. Now you're unwet. Uh -huh. Like a jet you could put on the back of a boat. <laughs> it would not be that strong. It would not propel the boat that much. I mean, yeah, it would help, 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 help a little bit. It would help a little bit. Put it in a rowboat and rock that thing. It would certainly <laughs> help the rowboat. <laughs> okay. so we are going to build a jet boat yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Here it comes. It's going to happen. We're going to figure this out. Do you want to fuck with any other? Yes. Yeah, you you, fuck with we'll do, uh, it's your turn. Go ahead. Uh, let's try the eggshell one. Mayonnaise. Ew. Ew. The fuck is this? <laughs> Would we even know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. May uh, mayonnaise existed. Oh god. <laughs> Ancient mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> All right. oh. Also known as cheese. <laughs> All um, right. Which one do you think next? We've got, we've got neon yellow, neon green, and shiny black. Uh, green, this is my favorite color. I want this one! All right, it comes out in a dribble. Only enough to fill the shot glass comes out. And then you cap it back. Investigation. Uh, six, 15. Okay, roll medicine with advantage. 20. Yeah, it's, you've, you've smelled this before. It's very similar to the poison that Ademiel and the other elves used. Oh, Yahtzee! Do you say that out loud? <laughs> oh, what, uh, what, do you know what, what it's called? What I know what it was called? Yeah, fine. It's called... What, oh. Didn't we have a Did word you, for it? I think you called it, call, you called it something it had because a I word. kept an arrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll look back at my notes and I'll figure that out, but it is called something. I'm just not sure what. But it's definitely okay. called episode. something. And what, what does yeah. it do again? again or something. I'll make the note of it and I'll make sure it's in the episode. Uh, I'm sorry? What does it do again? What are they using? Oh, it knocks people out. Okay. So it's a DC 14 uh, constitution check or unconsciousness for three dice six rounds. Oh, Let's do the yellow. I, we'll do the, the black left because it's black. Yeah. yeah okay. That's right. It comes out uh, slowly as well, but 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 still fills it to the point where you have to cap it. Uh, roll a reflex save. Sorry. Roll a dexterity check. Nineteen. Yeah. I mean, uh, you quickly realize what it is, so you watch your fingers because it is acid. It comes out, it just dribbles, but it's the same acid, that same kind of whatever it was that was explosive. Uh, is now coming out of this barrel. Oh my god, this barrel. That's a game changer. Oh my god! No, are you kidding? Well, it's not acid, it's super. It's like... Yeah, uh, comes out like eight ounces at a time, so not much of it, but yeah. yeah but put it over a barrel and leave it overnight. Like, come on! Oh my would god! The, would the cup hold it, or would it go? Would it burn through the cup? No, that's why you could... Well, no, it's, it's not... I mean, it's not so strong Because I don't it want it to burn through the yeah. damn ship. No, I mean, it'd eat your flesh, but it wouldn't burn right through wood. It was in wooden caskets. 
like it'll burn flesh. It'll okay. do things, you know. But so I catch it in the cup, and I'm like, yeah. and I'm just very careful. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't drink that. So I take. Well, I can drink it. Oh, like, you shouldn't though. You can on a dare, but it'll you still said harm that you. Stuff yeah, that you Baron Lafleur was shipping. No, you kind of. We made a yeah. joke about that. It was but a joke. No, oh, no, I mean, oh. could you? Maybe, but you don't want oh. to. Oh. See, I, I thought mean, it was yeah. like rock. No, you definitely do not. Like the Matrix, where they have you absolutely do not want to drink this. Okay, so it doesn't get you drunk. You could survive it. That's what you could do, but survive. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, I thought it was one of those things where it was just really hard. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, it's um, bad. That goes out the window. As it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you could drink paint thinner and live, but you shouldn't. Okay. And it will be fun. Like I, yeah, you know, know, and you'll like, lose quite a few brain cells. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one more. One more. Shiny right. black. That one comes out a little faster. So you gotta, and it's clearly lamp oil. All right. This was a lot dis- more disappointing. Really? Are you no, kidding? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, actually, no. I think this is the, uh, the most amazing device we have out of all the things we have. Right. If for nothing, no other reason than you can now start a shop mm-hmm. and just profit. Profit, 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 Yay! profit, 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 Our shop profit. in Panini you shop. Can make, yeah. You can make oil lanterns. Yeah. You can make, fill acid yeah. flasks. Until you, could, until you start putting all the other oil lantern alchemy flask people out of business and they start wondering why you're never getting deliveries Monopoly, and bitch. around your Come and shit. get me. Whatever. Yeah, I already have all the money. Yeah. We, have, we have pretty good protection so I'm not We'll call ourselves Apple. <laughs> Just turn the other way. So I, I, I hear Doro saying all this and I look at him and go and I put my hand on the, the thing and slide it toward me and say Doro this is mine. <laughs> Whatever you say, or rather, okay. <laughs> Over these days, you guys have been experimenting. You guys have been cuddling. You guys have been guiding the ship. So one of you is actually doing something helpful. Well, you've been moving boxes and things. Boxes. All right. So, I've also been practicing, though. I've been uh, training. Yes, you have been practicing. And Perry and I have been training together, doing uh-huh. this all like fire thing, shooting at me and practicing with my shields and things. Yeah, so you guys see two little gay boys running around throwing flames at each other. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gayest show ever. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sixteenth of Safan, Rise Day. On the evening of the 16th, land barely comes into view as the PC ship passes the bloodfields to the east, and a thick fog rolls across the water. As they approach the narrow channel between southern Brennus and Wessel, the water churns and boils before them as a titanic crab rises from the depths, towering over their ship. So basically, the land's narrowing, and at that gap in the middle, there's a crab probably as tall as the dragon turtle, so around 60 feet tall, just rises straight out of the water, seaweeds hanging off it, two big eye stalks blinking and kind of curling up to focus on the ship, and you're heading straight towards it. What are do you we, do? Are we close enough that if someone were to yell at it, it would hear? No, but you will be in, in the next three rounds. I mean, you don't know. How well can a crab hear? I, that's not... <laughs> What world do you live in? I, I, mean, do I don't know. World. So, <laughs> you can uh, try. I, <laughs> as this is happening, I'm heading to the front of the ship. You're probably already there. He's already there. He's navigating for us. But let's say that, yeah, let's say you, you were, this is basically going to be your last shift. When you were through the thing, you were going to be fine. So you just hear this and all this like water crashing down in your eyes, peel so open. And close, so also, close. the animals 
peel off. They just like, you know, sorry, wait, pal. Wait, 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 wait. They are out of here. Uh-oh. I say down to you on the ground. You wanna, let's meet our new friend! I head up oh, to the stop. back. The oh, crew stop. is, yeah, the crew is running around <laughs> pulling in um, sails, clang, 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 right. oars out to try and like reverse course basically mm -hmm. as the ship is coming to a halt. I'm gonna reach out and, you know, focus on him and try to talk nothing. to him. Nothing. Blank. Just nothing whatsoever. You get no feedback at all. There are other animals that are reacting to you, but you get absolutely nothing. I'm guessing I'm feeling fear. From yeah, you're feeling I'm... fear and flights. Those are the two things okay. you're feeling right now. Yeah. Hmm. I'm wondering if this is really even there, or if it's a major illusion then, if he's feeling nothing. Um, you who knows much about Matt, well, you know what? Roll, you uh, have, uh, roll, roll a wisdom save. Do your stuff. You have detect magic, so. <laughs> Do a thing. Uh, Adjective. 20. Not natural, but 20. Yeah, so as everyone else is running around and kind of like, what the fuck? You're just staring at it and there's something about it that doesn't seem right. There's a shimmer, there's a, a, a flicker to it that doesn't, that makes you question whether or not it's real. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting anything from this thing. There's something not quite right about this crab. I'm not entirely convinced that it is exactly as we see it. Well, the crew is still running around, around like, you know, take it, you know, blah, 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 jim the fine. sails, hurt, walk so. the half back. I'm just yelling at the crowd. Hello! <laughs> and it starts. What's your name? Like, you guys are still kind of like, as you're slowing down, you're getting closer to it, and you can see the crab like raising up one of its pinchers, I suppose. Look, it's waving! Claws. Claws. Yes, that would make sense. Claws. Uh, all right. Well, I will attempt to meet its claw. I know it's much bigger than I can, but... Okay, uh, so the claw's coming down, and you just, just kind of... Just to see if I feel any, like, push against me. Okay, you just, like, you see kind of Zion raise his hand, and you all feel, like, a weird rush of wind go past you, but there's no visual thing when he does this. He just, like, does, does that in the middle. And you see the claw kind of, blah, 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 like shimmer as if you threw a rock into a pond and then and it's gone but i turned to him what did you do i taught it a certain lesson perception what? <laughs> everyone roll perception uh, 10 um, 5 plus 5 is 10 uh 13 16. okay uh you two are talking about what you had done but doro is kind of looking over the side and what you see are six Small boats, grappling hooks, start flying up over the sides and ropes go taut as you see three, four dozen men and women caked in red mud climbing the sides. Thank you for joining us for another episode of God's Fall. If you want to support the show, pick up a t-shirt, or check out some of the amazing maps and fan art we've received this week, check out our website, godsfall.com. We also want to give a special shout out to our good friends, Battle Bar. Their website, BattleBards.com, is in full swing, and if you go there right now, you can find some of the amazing music you've heard right here on God's Fall. They've got weapon sounds, spell sounds, full scripts to breathe some life into your NPCs. How may I and my potions assist you in your rise to power? Even a fire elemental in combat. 
So if you want your show to sound like God's Fall does, there has never been a better time to check out BattleBards.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode of God's Fall. We'll see you next week. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com. Deadghostpro.com